Hello. Welcome to another episode on the BiotechNet podcast. I'm Jude Ibimu. I'll be your host for this episode. The contents I create mostly online include articles, podcast contents like the one you are hearing now, quiz questions, fiction, stories. It is nice having you here. Hope you are doing great out there. Okay. The topic of discussion on this episode on the BioTechNet podcast is irrigation and the different types. Irrigation and the different types. Before we delve into these different systems of irrigation, it is important we define the term irrigation. What do we understand by the term irrigation? Okay, we can define irrigation as the artificial application of water to farmland for growing crops. It is a very important practice in agriculture as there is a steady supply of water to the soil through this process of irrigation. Irrigation is very much different from rainfall. Rainfall is natural Why irrigation is artificial, that is, created by human. Both basically involve the supply of water to plants and the soil. There comes a need for irrigation with the knowledge that rainfall is not steady and constant, especially during the dry season. In whatever season, plants need steady supply of water for its goods. The plant needs water to produce food from the very important process of photosynthesis. In addition, the continual presence of moderate quantity of water in the soil helps to supply moisture needed for plant growth. Thus, there is need for us to be conversant with the different methodologies of irrigation application in agriculture. These different methods of irrigation vary in how the water is supplied to the plants in how the water is supplied to the plants. Okay, so what are these different irrigation methods? What are these different irrigation methods? But first, we need to know that the goal of all these methodologies, the irrigation method that we'll be naming out here, the goal is basically to apply water to the plants, to the plants as uniformly as possible, so that each plant has the amount they need. The water released through these different methodologies should never be too much nor too little. That is, it should be released out to the plant with a moderate quantity. So we release the water to the plant in a moderate quantity. A farmer can employ any of these basic irrigation systems. There are four of them. The four basic irrigation systems are one, the surface irrigation system, the surface irrigation system, then two, the subsurface irrigation system, three, drip irrigation system, drip irrigation system. Then we have the fourth one is the sprinkler irrigation system. 
we have different irrigation systems that still fall under any of these four that I just mentioned. Okay. Now let us discuss each of these different methods of irrigation employed on farms of different sizes. Let's start with the surface irrigation system. One, the surface irrigation system. So what do we understand by the surface irrigation system? So in the surface irrigation system, the, the farmer channels water from rivers, from natural bodies of water like rivers, the streams, or it can also channel water from the dams. So they channel it so that it can flow along the surface of the land to a designated farmland. The farmer employs this method if he or she is fortunate enough to have the farmlands close to these natural bodies of water that I just mentioned. The farmer constructs these, these channels in form of contour, fuel, basin, border, dike, okay, and dish mostly in form of a dish so water from these sources seeps into the soil while flowing through these channels or dish or fuels created by the farmer so the the dish or channels is like a pipe that is linking that draws in water from the rivers in, and draws it to the farmland okay flooding a farmland is a typical example of surface irrigation method here the, the farmer allows water from the rivers or dams to cover the surface of the land in a continuous sheet the water standing just long enough in the field for the soil to absorb the water so that it can get to the root zone to the root part of the issue of the plants okay so so what else uh, what more again do we know about the surface irrigation system so the surface irrigation operation typically begins at the higher end of the farmland and flows naturally induced by gravity towards the lower level of the farm thus we can deduce that for surface irrigation to be efficient the farmland must possess a gentle slope the farmland have to possess a gentle slope for surface irrigation to be successful. Flooding the farmland can be wide or it can be controlled. In the wide method, the farmer allows water to flow over the farm without much control over the flow. On the other hand, in the controlled flooding, as the name implies, the flow of water is well regulated and can be stopped when the field of farm have, received, have received the desired quantity of water in addition the farmer can construct an embankment between the water source and the farmland to act as the control gauge against flooding okay so the embankment is like a tap okay so it's it acts as a control gauge so that a flood will not occur so the advantage of the surface irrigation is that it is easier to construct and ship to establish and maintain but however anything that has a advantage will likely also have a disadvantage so what is the disadvantage of the surface irrigation system on the other hand the disadvantage with the surface irrigation system is that a farm a farm operator cannot practice it on a hilly on a hilly farmland that is a farmer with so much use in addition the 
the farmer cannot employ the surface irrigation on sandy soil. The surface irrigation system cannot um, apply on sandy soil. So why is that so? Why? Because of the, um, there's a large volume of water that is involved in the surface irrigation system. And the sandy soil does not have a good water absorbing component. It does not easily absorb water. Does a poorly executed surface irrigation can lead to a water logging conditions that can destroy the plants and also act as a breeding ground for vectors like uh, mosquitoes, their larva, snails, snail, cephalides, etc., etc., etc. So, if a plant, so a soil that is sandy is not advisable to. Uh, it's not advisable to make use of the surface irrigation system okay so let's continue so what is the second one so we have the sub surface irrigation system the second one is the sub surface irrigation system so what do we understand by the sub surface irrigation system so in the sub surface irrigation system we have a system in which the, the farm owner creates a water table below the ground surface this involves digging a hole on the ground to get um to get to a water table this is like i'm um, trying to dig a hole like trying to make a well so it involves digging a hole in the ground to get to a water table so a typical water table can be constructed at some depth of around say 30 centimeter to 75 centimeter okay that is the um that is the height of the depth the, the the height of the hole to be constructed so sub surface irrigation can be natural sub irrigation or it can be artificial in natural sub irrigation system we have the method that a farmer or an irrigation service provider can apply on a low lying land so this means that the water table is very much higher than the targeted farmland so the root zones of the crop plants are within the capillary reach of the water table flow of water occurs naturally leveraging on gravity and capillary action to seep through to the plants making use of the irrigation um, canals like furrows and the dishes or the channels the farmer should endeavor to control this water flow or it will develop into a water logging conditions. This method with the right conditions in place can offer some economical means of raising these crops. Okay, now that is for the natural sub irrigation. Now let's go to the artificial sub irrigation system, the artificial. So what do we understand by the artificial sub irrigation? In the artificial subdivision, the farmer provides water to crops through a network of buried perforated pipe that carry water under pressure from the water table to percolate into the soil. These perforated pipes deliver water within the soil and this water gets to the roots of the crops through capillary action. The essential requirements for a successful subdivision are so what for a successful sub-surface irrigation system, these are the essential requirements. There should be the availability of adequate good quality water 
throughout the growth period of the crop plant. There should be the availability of adequate good quality water throughout the growth period of the crop plant. The field must be nearly level and smooth. Even if there is a slope, it should be moderate. In addition, the farmland should be parallel to the water table. There should be the availability of a layer of permeable soil, such as the sandy soil or the loamy soil, immediately below this surface soil to permit free and rapid movement of water, literally and vertically. This means if you intend cultivating on a clay soil, forget about using the sub-surface irrigation soil. So it has to be a soil that is what permeable, that water can easily pass through. So with the revised conditions in place, the sub-irrigation system offers most economical means of raising crops as long as there is a favorable and adequate water supply. So with the availability of water, the crop gets the needed moisture for growth. This however depends on the type of crop and the nature of the soil. Unlike the surface irrigation system, there is a level of regulation in the sub-surface irrigation system. It is just a water table in one's farm, it's just like having a well, that is for the subsurface now, it's just like having a well in your farm from which you can draw water. Now, what is the disadvantage? So one disadvantage of the subsurface is that it is a bit expensive and requires some level of technical expertise. So a subsistent farmer will likely not want to delve into this particular subrogation system. Okay, a subsistence farmer will find it very difficult. But so the sub irrigation system can be can, can be embarked on by a commercial farmer. Okay. But however, there's still an opportunity for farmers to see do well to avail themselves the opportunity of learning the technique. There's no crime in or in a pharmacy stepping out to learn about these new methods, these new systems of irrigation. Uh, method is not always sticking to just one without um, making effort to get to to get to learn new ways. Okay, so agriculture is something that new methods just like science and technology. So new new ideas, new systems are being created every day by day continually. So farmers need to avail themselves this opportunity of learning this new technology that are being uh, introduced. Because at the end, everything is for the benefit of the farmer to make the farm work to be faster and easier and stress-free. Okay, so it's very important that these new methods of, of doing things on the farm should be learned. Now, let's go to the third one, which is the drip irrigation system. So what do we understand by the drip irrigation system? So the drip irrigation system is actually an example of the overhead is example of the overhead irrigation system this basically means that the irrigation system the irrigation apparatus are located above are located above the farm um the, the farmland is located above okay so this drip irrigation so the overhead irrigation system uh, that we are discussing now the drip irrigation so the drip irrigation simply means that the farmer systematically supplies water to the farmland above the surface of the soil under the drip irrigation system there is the micro irrigation system sometimes called the low volume irrigation or the trickle 
irrigation system. So in the micro irrigation system here, water is distributed under low pressure through a piped network and applied as a small discharge to each plant. So that is for the, so we have the micro irrigation. So this is simply an example of a drip irrigation system. Okay, so basically in the drip irrigation system, we have the drip nozzles called the emitters or the drippers strategically, uh, strategically positioned above the farmland and supplies water in drips. Tim, tim, tim. It supplies it in drips to the soil. So the plants have a steady supply of water in trickles, in drips. Okay. So well space for me sure that this drip flow occurs slowly and frequently to keep the soil moist within the desired range okay for plant growth also plants do not experience any moisture stress throughout the life cycle so the drip the drip um, irrigation system ensures that water is made available all the time this method is very economical in water usage and most appropriate in arid or the semi-arid areas in addition the farmer can explore the option of applying fertilizers through this drip method as the drip end is usually near the base of the plant. So you can see another method, another way that the, um, that the drippers can be used. Can, they can be used to apply fertilizers. Okay. So the drip irrigation system is most successful for high income, in, high income crop plant because of the relatively high cost of the installation of the drip irrigation system. Okay. So when you put much money to set it up so one is very likely that the farmer is doing that for a high income crop so that the amount because it it will cost a lot to set it up so the amount that one put into setting it up the farmer will still get it back in form of selling the high income crops thus the farmer can use drip irrigation in the cultivation of these high income crops like say the coconut the vegetables the grape the citrus and the sugarcane okay so that is for the drip irrigation system now let's go to the sprinkler we have the sprinkler irrigation system this is basically making use of sprinklers sprinklers and so in sprinkler irrigation system a pumping machine passes water at a high pressure through a high pressure pipeline and lets out and is let out through sprinkler nozzles to form a gentle rain a gentle artificial rain actually that falls on the farmland we have different irrigation systems that make use of this form of uh, that that make use of the sprinkler okay so we have the there's the center pivot sprinkler system that's the center pivot okay we have the center pivot sprinkler system under the sprinkler system that employs several segments of pipes giant joined together and mounted on a wheel tower with sprinklers positioned along its length basically just a pipe in which we have different sprinkler positioned along the length of the pipe in a center pivot sprinkler system it's just basically a form of sprinkler system so the system now moves in a circular pattern and is fed with water from the from the pivot point at the center of the arc 
So other forms of the sprinkler irrigation system include the lawn sprinkler system. So these sprinklers are placed at higher at regular intervals on lateral lines along the farmland. The farmer uniformly spaces the sprinklers out to ensure even distribution, equitable distribution of water. The sprinkler irrigation application occurs at a uniform pattern and at a rate less than the infiltration rate of the soil to avoid surface runoff from irrigation. The sprinkler irrigation is suitable for all types of soils, more, more particularly the coarse, the sandy and the gravelly soil. It is also ideal for almost all crops like the wheat, cotton, potatoes, tobacco, granite, vegetables, etc. However, a farmer should not use the sprinkler irrigation system for crops with high with high water requirements such as rice. Rice needs um, a high amount of water. So the sprinkler irrigation system is not advisable to be used for rice cultivation. Other crop plant that is not advisable for you to make use of a sprinkler irrigation system is the plant, um, the jute and plantation crop like coffee and tea. They need water and the sprinkler, sprinkler irrigation system is not really the right form to use maybe is to employ the surface irrigation system like as is done for rice okay so with a dependable supply of water such as ground or surface water and electric power supply the sprinkler irrigation will be ideal in wet or semi-wet region now what is the disadvantage of the sprinkler irrigation system? The disadvantage of course is that it is costly to operate, it is expensive to set it up and also high wind velocity may prevent distribution of plants. So in a windy, in a windy area it's not advisable to make use of it because of the high wind will disrupt the water, will disrupt the flow of the sprinkles of the water. And again, technical expertise is also very important in this in the operation of the sprinkler irrigation system and steady power supply has to be in place to produce the high pressure needed to pump water into pipes. Okay, so let's take note of all those things. Now, if a farm operator can tackle this disadvantage, the sprinkler irrigation system is a very effective irrigation system. Why? Because this is because the sprinkler irrigation helps to conserve precious water up to um, 50% and can irrigate two to three times the areas when compared to, say, the surface irrigation. In addition, this system is suitable for any size of, of the farm, of any farmland. Okay, so now we have known these different methods. Let's look at, let's discuss the conditions to consider before settling for any of these methods to be used on your farmland. These conditions include number one, the prevalent natural conditions so, uh, such as the soil tap. So these are the conditions you have to take into consideration before settling for a particular irrigation system. So we take note of the natural condition of natural conditions such as the soil type, the slope, the slope, what is the slope like, the climate, water quality and water availability. So these are the conditions we need to you need to have in mind for example in a very windy area like we've mentioned before 
the drip irrigation system will not be employed as the wind will always disrupt the movement of water coming from the dripper or the sprinkler so when you are in a windy area it's very much advisable that you make use of the surface or the subsurface irrigation system so you look at the soil type the slope the climate of that of of the area the farm is the water quality and of course also very important the water availability now the second condition to consider is also the type of crop to cultivate on the farmland what type of crop is being cultivated surface irrigation method can be used for all types of crop on the other hand the sprinkler and the drip irrigation system are mostly used for high value cash crops such as the vegetables and the fruit trees because of their high capital investment per hectare so the sprinklers will not uh, will, there's no need using a sprinkler for something like a low a lower value staple crop like the cocoa yam or so it's not advisable to use it, it can be simply make use of a surface irrigation system for that okay okay so in addition drip irrigation is also suitable for irrigating individual plants or trees or whole crops such as vegetables and sugarcane okay the, okay so the drip irrigation is is for individual uh, plants or crop or crops that are planted on the roof like the vegetables and the sugarcane it is not suitable for close growing crop like rice there is no need using drip irrigation system for rice rice needs a large amount of of on water it needs a large even people even grow rice close to river if not on river so there's no need you so what um, rice needs water for it to grow so there's no need making use of the drip irrigation system for rice another condition to consider is the type of technology the farmer aims to employ on the farm what is the level of technology in, in general so the, the farmer needs to know that the drip and the sprinkler irrigation are technically very complicated and purchase of the equipment usually high requires a high capital investment per hectare so it's very expensive uh, purchasing the dripper and the drip and the sprinkler irrigation on the other hand the surface irrigation system requires less sophisticated equipment for both construction and maintenance i think the only tech, the only uh, material that one will need for the surface irrigation system is um, that is a technological material should be the pumps i think it's the pumps so the pump is the only thing that that is needed okay so let's continue with that so the farmer has to take it to cognizance okay which technology do i want to employ and but even uh, not looking at the price the farmer should also consider the work rates this even if it's very expensive like i say if it's a high value income crop that the farmer wants to delve into of course you can go for it and then the capital is available you can go for this um you can go for this drip and sprinkler irrigation systems they are, they are very very effective okay so let's continue so we have the previous experience with irrigation so we have some farmers who are used to using a particular irrigation method okay so they may not readily want to adopt a new irrigation method okay especially if the acquisition of this particular irrigation is um, more expensive and more complicated to set up so some farmers will want to stick to the ones that they know okay say a farmer that is used to using a surface irrigation system and is okay with using that particular irrigation system 
and then maybe an, an agricultural extension agent now comes to want to uh, convince the farmer to make use of a drip the drip irrigation system and the sprinkler and then when the farmer gets to see the cost of setting it up he'll be like no he will tell the, the extension agent no 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 i'm okay with the one i have so the extension agents have their work cut, um, cut out based on that so they will need uh, to be very persuasive to talk to the um farmers okay to adopt this new technology uh, okay then we also have those that have or we also have the required labor uh, input so we have the like the surface irrigation requires a more higher labor input when it comes to its construction operation and maintenance at the sprinkler or drip irrigation okay so the surface irrigation requires accurate land leveling regular maintenance and a high level of farmers organization to operate the system on the other hand the sprinkler and the drip irrigation they are more automated they require little land leveling with with the system all automated okay so setting up a surface irrigation involved is more manual than making use of the sprinkler and the irrigation the sprinkler and the drip irrigation they are very automated so not much labor is not that labor intensive unlike the surface irrigation that is that can be very that is um crude and can be very and, and is very labor intensive okay so these are the things that um, the farmer needs to consider these are the things that the farmer needs to consider then we have the cost and the benefits of course i think i've mentioned this um the farmer has to take into cognizance the cost of setting it up is it worth it should i put in my money to purchase this dripper should i put in my money to purchase this sprinkler system however the farmer have to look at the benefits if you are into commercial cultivation of a high value income plants like the oil palm like the oil palm the oil palm tree you can make use of this you can make use of this okay so we have so much to talk about about the irrigation so that is that for this particular episode we have so many information that we can share on we can share so thank you for taking the time to listen in on this episode on the biotechnet podcast we value contribution and feedbacks okay so are you a farmer that makes use of that makes use of any of that any of the irrigation methods that i've just mentioned are you a farmer we, we would love to hear from you why do you settle for that particular method which irrigation method do you use on your farm please we would love to hear from you please share this um, this information with us we will very much appreciate it. And how can you send your message across? You can make use of the voice message feature on this podcast. You can you see right there on the Biotechnet podcast. You can just send in your voice message. Your voice message. You can make use of either your smartphone, whether Android phone or your iPhone, or you can make use of a desktop or a laptop computer. You speak into it, you speak into it, and then you send it out. It will um it will it will definitely save on the on our podcast it's a very straightforward process or you can simply send an email to we have an email sign tools at gmail.com sign tools at gmail.com sign tools is spelled s-c-i-e-n-t-h-u-s at gmail.com sign tools at gmail.com okay so 
what we're doing on the BioTechNet podcast. So the BioTechNet podcast is a platform to discuss topics, mostly biological topics, biology, uh, biology related topics and agriculture. We also discuss the agriculture and the our, the agribusiness, anything that involves agriculture and the agribusiness or that involves the biologicals. That is what we discuss here on the BioTechNet podcast. So do you want to collaborate with the BioTechNet podcast in any form? Make use of the email, send us an email. We look forward to hearing from you. Okay. Anyway, you want to partner with us. Are you a farmer? Are you a biologist? Do you have a product or service to um um to offer? Do you have content for us? Please send us an email, scientus at gmail.com. S-C-I-E-N-T-H-U-S at gmail.com. Thank you once again for taking the time to listen on to listen to this episode. I am Jude Ibimiri, your host on the BioTechNet podcast. I look forward to share more contents with you on this particular podcast known as the BioTechNet podcast. Thank you. <music>